to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City, including Twitch. So subscribe, comment, share, like. As we know, we will get into the football games in just a brief moment. After a great championship Sunday, we get to see Mahomes versus Brady in Tampa. For the first time ever, we will get to see a home team represent or be the, the face of the Super Bowl this year. I can't wait. But like I said, let's start off. There's a reason why I want to start off with this because a year ago, anybody that knows me very closely knows that this is my favorite athlete of all time. And as you can see, I'm wearing a jersey right now to represent the Mamba and Gianna and those seven other people that tragically passed away a year ago. All I want to say is just let's just be thankful because every day, especially with the past year, what has given us and what has shown to the world we got to be thankful. We got to be appreciative of everybody. So, Trev or Ted and Joe, I love you guys. I'm thankful for that we're a part of this show. But this is this is a sad day for me because I love Kobe Bryant. I mean, everything about him. Not just because he was a Laker. Not because it was. It was just because his passion, his work ethic to be the greatest. To and even his daughter. And that's what breaks my heart is that to see a young girl that had so much potential that was going to try to change the game. We'll never be able to. And to see that family, how they probably are still hard and all those families that have been impacted so greatly is it's heartbreaking. So we have to be thankful. And in a world right now that is there's a lot of hate. There's not a lot of respect anymore. We have to we have to as a country and a world have to just love one another because there's not. And if this can show something, it's just we got to be grateful and we got to be thankful for everything. Because that's what the mama did, and we want you got to be the best. Because that's what Kobe Bryant and that's what Gianna was going to do. But I can't believe it's already been a year. It sucks. I'll never forget it. I, I remember Ted. I remember actually Robbie Clark messaged me and said, "Yo, Kobe just died." Thought it was a joke. Couldn't take. I'm just when I hear that, I'm like, no, just no, don't believe it. And all of a sudden, Ted, you put on ABC World News, and what do you know? Kobe Bryant passed away, and it's just so much. There was so much left in his life. He was such a young man, a young guy too, as well. He was a he was a young father, and he had he, just having that whole family. It's just it's sad. So uh, for me, to both of you guys and everybody that's watching, I love you. Thankful for you. Let's just be grateful because we don't know. Every day can be different. You got anything else? Do you want to say you guys got yeah, well, you whatever I'll, you want? You guys can come in and say whatever you want. I'll start by saying uh I, I love you too, brother. Uh and, and and you're exactly right. Uh it's all good, Ted. We could love each other. Yeah, we could it's okay, Ted. Have a little love. Not weird. Have a little compassion, Ted. <laughs> I mean, yeah, guys, guys, we share sandwiches for Christ's sake. I mean, it's all good. You know what I mean? Um, you guys know um I I was not a big Kobe Bryant fan, not uh personally uh as a basketball player and obviously nothing but respect and i i think i said this a year ago uh where i told you i wasn't a, a big kobe guy uh, to me he had a lot to prove for the things that he had done early in his career in colorado i won't even bother getting into it he was making i thought massive strides uh in in my own personal eyes uh as far as being being a better person and moving past that his support of women's basketball, the idea that he might have even bought the WNBA or become a coach, um, that's the thing I'm saddest about Kobe's life being cut short was for me, he was he was making up for that thing I could never get over. Mm -hmm. And for him to be with his daughter, to be cut down like that, knowing that he was working what I wanted to see him doing as a man, uh, who had been accused of uh, of a he horrible trying, crime like that? Yeah, he was trying to change the game, dude. That's again. I mean, look. I, I, I'll tell you. I think he's one of the top five greatest basketball players of all time. Rank him wherever you want. Jordan's one. Um, I don't care what you do with the rest of the list. I I really don't. Um, great basketball player. 
amazing guy for the game of basketball, amazing ambassador, a great representative of, of LA, of the Lakers, of that great franchise. For me, just couldn't shake it. No, but knowing what he'd been up to the last couple of years, I was starting to feel it. I thought, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to say like, I'm, and it's, it's sad for me that he died before it got there. And yeah, that's why I hope more. Vanessa, I hope Vanessa Bryant continues that legacy and puts and, and, and follows through with the things that Kobe wanted to do. Because again, I think there's a lot of people out there like me who would feel a whole lot better about the Kobe legacy. If, if that thing could be, yep. um, say, you know what I mean? I, I, well, it, it would mean a lot. His legacy has actually expanded since his death. If you really think about it, so much known as a, as a basketball player that when his death came about and we all found out about it, you start to realize the girl dad hashtag, you realize, Oh my God, what type of family man he really was that you didn't really know about. All you knew about was his 5 a.m. workouts, shooting the ball a thousand shots before the game, then be at the game, then shoot after the game, even after he'd score 40 points. You didn't know, you didn't know all the extra things that he was doing as a family man. You think about the Mamba mentality. You knew that, but think about how much more so a year later, what that represents. You know what I mean? The girl dad, it's actually cool to be a father, to have a daughter. You know what I mean? Because every father, father is like i want the son come on make it a boy make it a boy you know what i mean it's actually cool to have a daughter you know what i mean and 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 to see women's um sports grow with what he represented and his daughter and then the yukon bass you just the whole he he his legacy has actually expanded so much more so after his death and then you just see what last year i remember when it happened the representation of his death around la you know what i mean it was like and, and I'm not knocking anyone else, you know, like Hank Aaron and some of the other things, but, you know, maybe because of the tragic, because he was so young, you know, when, when young people pass away, it seems so much more heartfelt and much more, um, there's so much more of a dedication to these guys. You know what I mean? Like when an older guy passed away, it's a very sorrow time, but you're like, he lived, he lived a great life. You know, this guy, like Joe, you were saying, had so much more to give in his afterlife of after football, I mean, excuse me, after basketball that you truly understood what type of man he really was. And I, you know, I made not the joke, but while you were speaking, I kind of interrupted. I was like, he was like a fine wine. He got better with age, you know, and you could say that about a lot of people where, you know, in your twenties, you're having a good time. You're just playing sports and you, you know, you, you're partying and having a good life. And then you get to the older life and you start to realize like when he was in his thirties, you know, the after Shaq years, like is how much more respect his players had for him. You know what I mean? His teammates. You know, they used to say, not that he was a bad teammate when he was younger, but he was more of a punk. Then you see how much like Paul Gasol and some of these older guys, even when he scored the 60 points, how much influence he had on the younger generation. And even outside of fans, I remember when Trev came over, well, Trev, remember we were watching that game, he scored 60 points. Oh, yeah, of course. It was like the greatest thing, Joe. It was like the Super Bowl. I mean, it was like, shoot, come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we just want, especially when, we, when he was getting closer and closer with that 60 points. We were just – it was like the I, everybody – I remember that same night that the Warriors – that was the night the Warriors beat the Bulls 72-10 and 10 record. They went 73-9. Nobody cared. Everybody just wanted to watch Kobe. He was so beloved by the NBA community. He was so beloved around the world. And I love you, Mamba. I miss you, Mamba. I, I miss Gianna. I'm just, it's just, it's tragic. It, I can't believe it's already been a year. I mean, I already, I, I already cried this morning just thinking about it. It's, it's a sad thing. And I know people say, oh, why are you crying? You never met. I was, that's just me. I just, that was my favorite athlete of all time. And to see him go at such a young age and even his daughter and the seven other people losing their life just like that. If you, you, guys, be if you go to Yahoo, they just posted a thing. The pilot screwed up. They, uh, after, I don't know if you saw it. And we kind of knew that anyways. But they just, you know, all the blame went on that pilot. There's a big article on Yahoo right now about the pilot. Listen, he should have never flown. He made a tragic mistake. And, you know, like they say, yeah. wear your seatbelt, like wear your seatbelt, you know, and, and the, the simple things like that, you know, that guy should have never flown. He should have known better. Um, and, you know, it's just tragic yeah. that someone's mistake ruined seven other lives and families because it's not just about him. It, it, Kobe gets the representation because who he is and, you know, what everybody. It's all those think it's, about like that girl who lost her mother and father in the thing, her life will never be the same. That young girl, you know, no, and then, no, but yeah, just all those nine people that were 
taken away from us. It's just tragic. I know we talk about Kobe and Gianna, but Tommy D, I love you too, my man. Thank you every day for commenting and staying on top of Keys of the City. You know, look, on, on that point, uh, and, and every Saturday at 10 a.m. on Throwing Jabs, in addition to me giving expert thoughts on the fights and nailing another one, by the way, Poirier beating McGregor. <laughs> One of the things that we talk about, and we're really trying to push on that show because it's me and Jason Jared, and and you wouldn't want to fight any one of us, okay? Um, we're we're all manly men on this show, and 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 we talk about loving each other like brothers, and we talk about the mental aspect of the game. Jared's got a charity. Um, you guys are were of Scrub Scraps, where I mean, it's it's basically people on on their last on their last leg dealing with addiction getting the help that they need doing it through boxing mm-hmm. and we talk about the emotions and you don't have to bottle down your emotions you're not a pussy if you cry you're yeah. not you're, sure. you're not okay, okay. I, hey jimmy, jimmy v said it if you laugh you smile and you cry that's a heck of a day Dude, Bill, I was watching a, a great, yeah, a great bit from Bill Burr last night. Bill right Burr there. was talking about guys that that dropped dead at 50 because we spent our whole lives like pushing down. Like you can't love a puppy or or take a cookie for Christ's sake. You know, like, oh, no, I'm good. No, you can't. Can, can, it's, it's okay. It doesn't make you the P word. You know what I mean? And, and, and I, I tell you right now, and I hope the two of you will get on board with this, is I think that we need to lead a movement where look, you know, you, you tell your sons that they shouldn't cry. And then when your son's 25, you're like, how come you never have like, no, no emotions at all. What's wrong with you? Well, that's how you raised him. You raised him to box up his emotions. That's not healthy. I'm the, I'm the emotional one of these. Two. So Joe, when you talk you like sure this, are. emotional one. Sure I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. I hold it. I hold everything in. But like I said, guys, in general, to close out this, to close out all of this with Kobe, and if anything we've learned from the past year, you just got to be thankful, and we got to be, we got to be loving. We got to get back to that type of way, some sort of way. I know it's it's not going to because we live in a country in a world that it, there's no love anymore. We need to get back to it. If there's one thing that Kobe did with that, and it felt like it brought the country together and even the world for just a brief period and that's what started 2020 as well it was just heartbreaking like i said i love you mamba i miss you mamba forever plain and simple mamba mentality mamba mentality but let's get into let's shift over to a great championship sunday and it was indeed a great championship sunday but what will we be talking about what will we, we remembered from these championship games me and i told ted before the show old school beat new school. When I say that, I'm not talking about the quarterbacks. I'm talking about the coaches. The coaches, old school, Andy Reid, Bruce Arians, aggressive calls throughout this entire postseason. Why are those two in the Super Bowl? And why is Sean McDermott and Matt LaFleur, Packers Bills, not in the Super Bowl? Because they were conservative. Shush. They were conservative. And that's why they're going home. You don't kick field goals. And we talked about this on Sunday night, Ted, me and yeah, you. The old school wasn't aggressive, bud. You're missing the point. If anything. Okay, okay. So, Bruce Ar- so Bruce Arians' call to go on go on uh, with six seconds left, knowing that they could have tried to settle for a field goal, that's what other teams would have done. What did, Bruce Arians- what did Bruce Arians Yeah, but what does Bruce Arians and Brady do? You're still a coach. You still come up with a decision. I don't care if it's all Brady makes all the- I don't care. You're still the coach. You have to have some sort of agreement. Two of the oldest coaches, two of the oldest coaches, Bruce Arians and Andy Reid, are going in the Super Bowl. And two young coaches, which are dynamic, we talked about this. Sean McVay a couple years ago, the young dynamic coach for the Rams against the veteran Bill Belichick. Andy Reid, the veteran guy who's been in multiple championship games versus the guy Sean McDermott. who Sean McDermott was the coordinator on the Eagles who got fired by Andy Reid when they were there. So you have... Teacher versus student. We talk about this all the time, Trev, in basketball, you know, where Nick Saban doesn't lose to his predecessors, the guys that he grew up. You know what I mean? We talk about this with Belichick. Teacher and student. Teacher usually always wins. Same thing. You have Bruce Arians, a guy who's been a veteran, who's been there before, done it, seen it, and you got a young guy in Matt LaFleur. The young guy is, is, is great. It's the upstart. 
but you have a veteran guy who's been there before. And sometimes we overlook experience over the new flashy toy. And and, and, look, and that and I wasn't not because Trev, the way what the reason why I interrupted is what I was gonna say was what a shock. I'm not even I'm not even next to you anymore and you're still interrupting me. Some things never change. Now it makes it even better now because I can't can't punch you in the head. Was the old school veteran coaches Trev, that. would be more conservative. And I, I and if you look at the old game, think about it. The old school way of thinking is run the football on third and two. Remember when Andy Reid was for the Eagles and they used to say he throws the ball more than anyone else. He used to throw the ball 60% of the time, more than anyone else in the league. He was ahead of the game long before anyone else was. The game has changed. Andy Reid has adapted the same way Nick Saban has adapted to college football. Remember when Alabama used to win the championships? It was run the football, power football, play action. Their quarterbacks weren't dynamic. Now think about where Alabama is. They run spread formation, shotgun, four receivers, and every year they produce at least one, if not two, number first-round picks at receivers. They've become wide receiver you in the last five years, Alabama. Now, now, Joe, this is not – I'll bring it to you. This is not discrediting Matt LaFleur or Sean McDermott as a coach or either coaches because they're very good coaches, and they're going to be around for a long time. Buffalo and Green Bay has two really good coaches. I'm not discrediting them. But Green Bay, when you have the MVP, because we know he's going to win the MVP, you and knowing that you're two minutes away, like you're taking a hell of a chance with your defense to not give AR-12 the ball. Now, I know he could have ran it in. Bad decision on his part. But fourth and goal, you decide to settle for a field goal, that's a terrible coaching decision. Sean McDermott, when you're playing a team like the Chiefs, who you know can rack up yards, can rack up points very quickly, when you're settling for field goals, when you're multiple times inside the 10, almost in the five-yard five line, and you settle in for field goals, you are not winning the game. And that's why that's why I say old-school guys, were Andy Reid last week, Chad Henney, makes one of the gutsiest calls we've seen in recent time on fourth and one, get it with Chad Henney. And then this week, you see, you see Arians throw the play to Scotty Miller. Bad play by Desmond King. I'm not knowing what the hell's going on, but still a gutsy, gutsy call. And I, bet that wasn't, I bet that was all Brady because Bra that's listen. If, if you know anything about Brady is Brady takes your soul. OK, if you give him an inch, he takes a mile to, for the Green Bay Packers not to play prevent defense and have four guys across the end zone when they have no timeouts and play zone coverage is beyond me. That's stupidity by Green Bay. And you know what? They were trying to play against the field goal. You know what Brady said? Good. Play me for the field goal. I'm going over the top, and I'm going to hit you for a touchdown because that's what Brady does. And if, if anything you've learned, Bruce Aarons lets Brady run the show. So what do you think? Uh, brilliant. Um, and, and you're exactly right. Look, I, and that was all Brady. Uh, and and I, I love the idea that Bruce Arians – said repeatedly uh we heard it all throughout the broadcast that he's a coach on the field that he can pretty much do whatever he wants that's the only player i would allow that sort of um car blanche mm -hmm. uh, you can do whatever you want while you're out there um why why um you know in a, in a game that was so close why he the field goal was the stupidest thing in the world I mean, here's the thing. It's not like you were just racking up the points on your end. It's not like their defense wasn't doing a really good job against Rodgers. So you're there with a chance to tie it. I mean, what does – I don't even – what does the field goal do? It puts you in a position where even another field goal doesn't help you either. They brought in the A word just like we talk about with baseball and how we get so frustrated with it, analytics. But Trev, analytics didn't even make sense because it's, it's still a analytics came into play. I just don't get it. Here's the thing. The ball was at the 8-yard line. It wasn't at the 15 or the 20-yard line. Trev, you were right. You have the MVP, the guy that threw for 48, 48 touchdowns. You have one of the best players in the league. Listen, even if you don't get it, they're still pinned inside the 10, okay? And – and you still play your scenario where you would have had four timeouts. And it's not like Brady was playing really, really good. I mean, he he played sloppy in the, in that game. I mean, he three picks. He didn't play. He played good in the first half. Second half, he kind of wavered off into like not playing well. A Rodgers played really well in that game. This isn't on Aaron Rodgers. I know people say no, he did not play really well. Oh, he did Rick, not Rodgers? play well. Rodgers did not play well. Did you see the video I sent you and Joe the other day? He did not play well. He was not – the numbers don't tell you the true story. Rodgers did not play that well. I didn't think he – Brady. 
Played a hell of a lot better than Brady. Same level he did all season. Because what I notice about this is when Rodgers has the lead, Trev, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. He's like Charles on the basketball court. When he's winning, he talks all this junk. But then when they start losing, he starts yelling at all his teammates. You got to defend this guy. You got to do that. When he, he's on top of the world when they're winning, you see that. But when he's losing, he's frustrated. You never see Rodgers have a fourth quarter comeback. Remember when we were saying the stats? He doesn't come back from when he's down multiple points. Yeah, down Brady. Does Rodgers deserve a lot of the blame for this? I mean, I know this is another loss in the NFC Championship game. Now he's one and four. And for a guy that still can't get over that hump, and even Ralph, me and Ralph were talking. Another same old Green Bay year. It's just every year they look great. They play well throughout the regular season. And they get to the postseason, and they crap the bed. It's just well, another example of the crap in the bed. Do you remember what I said to you the other day about he's been flapping his mouth for years? I want one of these games at Lambeau. I want one of these games at Lambeau. Well, you got it, and against the greatest of all time. Be Could careful be. what you wish for. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's and, all and, I got. And all the <laughs> – and all the, one more thing. That's my one more thing. No. My well, thing is, and I'm gonna even bring it up with the whole like going to think about this. Tom Brady is going to his now. I saw people on our thing complaining like Brady this and that. The refs so, and I was like, shut up. The refs all game. Let those men play. There could have been a hundred pass interferences. We're gonna talk about the one call because oh, that's a Tom Brady going to the Super Bowl again. Shut up. Just shut up. You sound like one of the millions of losers in this country. Appreciate the greatness of Tom Brady. Everybody, just like LeBron James, and I posted it yesterday, They all we always like to knock those two because, oh, well, they won in the AFC or he won in the Eastern Conference. Well, LeBron went to the Western Conference, and LeBron won a championship. Brady's in the NFC, played against Breeze, played against Rodgers, and guess what? He's going back to the Super Bowl for the 10th time. So for everybody that wants to continue to knock Brady and even knock LeBron, and I am not the biggest fans of those guys at all, by all, by no means, but I respect them and admire and appreciate their greatness. For the people that still want to bitch and moan, guess what? You're just the millions of losers in this country. I'm sorry. Which he's not used to doing, Joe. He does, Brady doesn't go to the Super Bowl as a wild card team. I think I don't think he ever did that in New England. He doesn't win three road games. So just this is more of how great he's, just how great he is, and, and just stop with the conversation of him not and, being. An, and now you saw the video I sent you guys. This yep. is what I mean by Rogers not capitalizing. There was three turnovers in that four, in that second half that Brady gave the Packers an opportunity to think about this. Packers were going to have more yards, total yards. They were going to have more time of possession. They were going to have less turnovers in Tampa Bay, and they were going to lose. You would have said, how, right? Rodgers, they had back-to-back -back possessions after the picks, three and outs. They were had minus five yards. They didn't even get a first down. Rodgers was pressured 22 times Sunday, the most he was pressured all season. It speaks volume to having a pass rush against an elite receiver and, and seeing how the Packers could not overcome this Tampa Bay defense twice. Did it happen down in Tampa? And it happened up in the NFC and, and realistically, that's where I think and we're not going to talk about this. Super Bowl. We're going to talk about it next week. We're not even going to preview it this week. We're going to talk about it next week. But that's going to be the major focus in this game is that pass rush, that really good defense, like I've been saying, since Devin White's come back, that defense is a whole different defense. They're nasty. They hit you. They cause turnovers. They do everything right on defense. And Eric Fisher's now out for the year. That's what the, and uh, uh, Mitchell Sw uh, Schwartz as well is out too. So they're going to have their hands full. And I'm talking about the Chiefs. They're going to have their hands full come February 7th. But like I said, we're not going to get into it. I can't wait for that game. I just, hey. want, I just want you to know that I've been wanting to see Brady and Mahomes since they played early in the year. And I've been saying it for months. I did say, and I know you guys called me crazy, this was the best team and the most complete team in the NFC. Plain and simple. Hey, they had great I'll defense. They had a solid running game. Ron jo Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette's emergence has been a huge boost to this offense. And if with Antonio Brown, and think about that, Antonio Brown, sorry, Steelers fans, cover your ears, but Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown are going to be in the Super Bowl this year, and you guys will be watching. But just think about everything that Tampa Bay has done this year. And to see this team starting to get really, really hot at the right time. And I said, you guys called me crazy. I really thought this was the best team in the NFC. And that was because of Brady. 
It's because of their completeness from start to from top to bottom, I should say. Hey, now I'll just finish off my one last thing, and then I'll let Joe finish his one wow, last thing. I'm taking it from you, Joe. Joe, I had to. <laughs> because, I, because I know we could talk about this forever. Listen, the Packers had their opportunities, okay? We mentioned it before. Don't give up the touchdown at the end of the half, you morons. Six seconds left. Give the underneath Ralph uh, route and let him catch it, and you go to halftime. Take the touchdown away from there. I'm not blaming Aaron Jones for the fumble. If anyone knows about football, that was a that guy had a 15 yard running head start and put the helmet on the ball, and that's what happens Perfect. when you right head on the ball. So, and the other thing is, what I would say is this: no one realized this. That Tampa Bay guy almost blew it for him on the kickoff at the end of the game after they kicked the field goal. He slides on the kickoff. That gave them six seconds for Tampa Bay to have a run and play. If he catches that kickoff and runs around for six seconds. The two-minute warnings on that play, Green Bay doesn't get their fourth timeout. They only have three, and Tampa Bay would have been able to run the clock out a lot sooner. Mm. And Charles mentioned something last night. He goes, if you're going to kick the field goal, he goes, you know what I do as a coach then? I go for the onside kick. I at least give my team another opportunity. I don't kick the ball off because I might – It's this is Brady. This is not going against Daniel Jones or Kyle Murray or Jared Goff. You're going against Tom Brady to stop him to get a first down, Okay. I would kick the field goal. I mean, kick the onside kick. Because even if you don't get it and they kick a field goal, whatever, it's still an eight-point game. You get the ball back, ball back sooner. You give your team at least every opportunity to get the ball back. Missed opportunities by the Packers, and they waited too long to play good because Tampa Bay played an outstanding first half. Yeah, they did. And and it showed. Let me know, you got anything else on this game that you, um, that you want to say fine? Don't bet against Tom Brady. I mean, you know, I Just understand no. that, the, the, the defense. I, I understand it was it was the defense that. I mean, obviously he had to overcome three interceptions. But again, when when it was crunch time, when push came to shove, when Brady, Brady needed to make a play, he did it again. When I talked uh, last week about um, about Lamar Jackson and my fear of if he needs to make a play. Do you trust him enough? With to? his arm, will he do it? And he yeah. didn't. And here's a, an instance where, I mean, look, I know Brady's not 27 years old anymore and in the prime of his career. He's a smarter player now. Oh, yeah. He's a he's he's a guy who understands the concept of the team. And I'll tell you what, well, I think the thing that struck me most about the Buccaneers was hearing the defense talk about Tom after the game. And how they feel like, dude, when he showed up, they were like, yeah, we're good. This is a good team. This is the guy we need. Tom stepped right into that locker room. He became a leader like you assumed he would. And he made everybody around him. And this is one when I talk about great players. This is the number one thing I'm talking about. Leadership. He made everybody around him better. Michael Jordan did that. This is what the greats do. They make even even like again, you know, nobody nobody thinks of Wes Welker as a great player, but when you're around Tom Brady, he makes you feel great. He, he makes you think that you're great. Yeah. These guys believed it. That's why they're going to win the Super you Bowl. Feel like that was does it ultimately show? Trent, yeah. Did you just do that? Hundred percent agree, baby. Hundred percent agree. Sorry to make my Super Bowl prediction, but sorry, don't care. I'll Not get maybe. more into it, and I, I, mean, and I may, I may change to... my mind, but that's my initial thought yeah, right we now. Yeah, right? we might change. It's still got two weeks. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end of next week. But here's my last question before we get to the AFC side. Was Does this ultimately show that the quarterback was the missing piece for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Like, do they need it? For, like, I know it's Tom Brady and stuff. It's every team. Um, you don't even have to go farther with the question. It's with every team to – we talked about it last yeah, week. But when you get in football at this time is the difference. If you're going yeah, but- to the Super Bowl, you're not going to win the Super Bowl anymore with a half-assed quarterback. You can't have Jimmy G. Not every- no, but like I'm saying, if say say Tampa Bay got like Matthew Stafford, but would have that made a difference? No. Exactly. No. It's Tom Brady. That's what he does. That's why what? it's the I mean, what would you think, Joe? Do you think that just get if like you could Ted said you could get any quarterback, like a good quarterback, that and they would have went to the – no. Like you needed a guy like Tom Brady. He's playing the yeah, look, this year. If you're the 49ers, you go get Deshaun Watson with that defense. And then I say you're going to be in the Super Bowl next year in the NFC because you're going to have one of the best defenses. You have a young, great coach. You'll still have a running game, and you'll have the best quarterback in the division. Joe? 
listen, you're about 90% right there, Teddy. Um, again, the quarterback trees and had Tom Brady. The quarterbacks you're mentioning are two great ones. So again, the idea that you, you need, you don't need a, a certain quarterback. You need the right quarterback. Again, you mentioned early on the idea of, you know, Daniel Jones and, and, and Daniel Jones isn't, isn't a top quarterback in the NFL. Oh yeah. I, and I'm, I'm, I'm well aware of that and I'm totally cool with that because I think he's the right quarterback for the giants. Mm-hmm. If if he was the quarterback of the Bears, mm, Chiefs, ugh, like, Packers, ugh. most be places, most places, I don't like Daniel Jones if he was the starting quarterback there. For what Brady the Giants did, need to do, you think he's the right guy there. And so again, to me, that's more important than it being a specific guy. For Tampa, I think Tampa needed a a good quarterback. Yeah, better an upgrade from Jameis Winston. Certainly, Tom Brady qualifies as that. But I think more than that, these guys needed to believe that they were good, that they were good enough, that they, they had enough, enough firepower. They were talented enough. They needed that. I think more than they needed his arm or any of that other stuff. I think it was just the idea that we got this guy. We can do it. Sometimes that's all you need. And I think, think this is a perfect of that. Do you think Brady could have done it anywhere else? If he didn't go to Tampa, he went to one of the uh, – if he went anywhere else, you think he could have carried well, give me a, team? Give me, a, give me a couple teams and I'll say yes or no. Giants. No, they're not good enough. They don't have enough – and a perfect example, he left New England because they did not have weapons. Plain and simple. He went to the team that had weapons. And then you know what they did? They signed Antonio Brown. They signed Gronk. They signed Leonard Fournette. When you have a veteran quarterback who's a pocket passer and you know it's a it's a short window, you go all in. Similar to what the Broncos did. You put an elite defense around Peyton Manning, and then you have a bunch of great receivers. You had Wes Welker. You have Demaris Thomas. You have Emmanuel Sanders. You have Justin, Th- uh, Justin Thomas, the tight end. I mean, that's what you do. You it's an all-in win. It's kind of what the Saints did. They went they went all in for Drew Brees. He just wasn't good enough. You gotta put you gotta have talent around you. I yeah. don't care because I'll put it this way: if Mahomes was on the Giants, they're still not going to the Super Bowl, and they're probably not winning multiple playoff games. I'm sorry, they're not good enough. Mahomes is great. But you're only as good as your supporting cast. This is not the NBA where two players can take you to the NBA Finals. Sorry, it's a team game. And I'm glad you brought up Patrick. And Ted, I'm glad you brought up Patrick Mahomes because let's shift over to the night game into the AFC Championship game. And this was a team, the Buffalo Bills I'm talking about, coming in. They were 12-1 and in their last 13 games. Their only loss was to the Chiefs. So this was the hottest team coming into the playoffs. This was everybody's Super Bowl darling. Here we go, the Buffalo Bills. Here we go. They're going to get to the Super Bowl. They have it all. Josh Allen, this offense, Stephon Diggs, this defense is starting to get it. Sean McDermott, the coaching staff. Well, they went up against the Kings in the AFC, the new Kings in the AFC, the juggernauts, the Kansas City Chiefs. And it showed the other night that the Bills are still a couple pieces away from getting to a Super Bowl, plain and simple. Josh Allen was amazing this year, MVP-type season. If it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers' remarkable season – We'd be talking about Josh Allen as the MVP. Sean McDermott has emerged as one of the top six, five, maybe six or five quarter coaches in the game. Stephon Diggs has emerged as one of the elites in this game. They have a great defense, but they still are a couple pieces away. That running game we talked about on Friday was going to be a huge factor. Didn't really show. I know they got out to the quick 9-0 lead, but I told you on Sunday, Ted, kind of reminded me of just like the Titans game last year, AFC Championship game. Titans got out to a 10-0 lead. Felt like, uh-oh, here we go. But that's how fast. This Kansas City offense and led by Patrick Mahomes goes like that. Faster than the speed of light. That's how quick this offense is. And yeah, and I talked about it earlier. You cannot kick field goals against a team. It's like we always said about the Patriots when they had great offenses. You can't kick field goals. To survive and win games like this, you have to put up seven every time. And they did not. And plain and simple, why that score says 38-24 is because they put up a lot of field goals and the Kansas City Chiefs, once again, put up a lot of touchdowns. Anybody want to say something? You guys all mute. Uh, I was actually going to go on, 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 on mute. Like, like, Joe, had, had, Joe had something brewing. 
I do. I, I do have something brewing. I'll say this. Look, I was, I was very, I was very concerned about the Chiefs. Yeah. I talked about them not having a 300 yard passing game from a home since December 13th. Check. Mm-hmm. Um, I said that the Bills were going to need to get some turnovers. Didn't happen. Check. Um, the 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 Mahomes and the Chiefs shuck off the rust. Connor McGregor couldn't uh, from their inactivity. Check. I mean, they look. I I thought I know this is a great team. I didn't think they were as good as last year's team. I was wrong. The I mean, this you know. They crushed the Bills. The 38-24 doesn't even begin to um, Uh doesn't even begin. My son made a meme of himself, and he's absolutely (laughs) in love with it. Uh, But, but yeah, um, this team is great. This Mm -hmm. team steps up in in every moment. You know, again, as close as the score would indicate, this game was over early. Oh yeah, the, the, you could the just feel it. I know the score was twenty-one twelve. I think at halftime, I believe, or twenty-four twelve. It you felt just like a like blowout. Game had no chance. It, it, no it chance felt like a blowout. Game. You what? you at no point ever felt like the Bills had enough to win this football game. Well, listen, that extra point we talk about. You know, it, it, listen. I know Little it's thing. a point. It wasn't going to make a big difference in the game, but it's it's a momentum swing, it, and yep. it really does play into a factor down the road because of how you play the game out. Where they've gone for two a couple other times. You got to make your kicks. The kid was four for four, but Joe, you're 100% right. All the things that the Bills needed to do, they didn't accomplish. Josh Allen played great. He had over 360 yards total offense. Ran the ball well, which we knew he was going to. Threw the ball My well. One thing is, he needs to throw the ball away and stop taking sacks the way he did la- that game. It felt like every play, though, that Buffalo Bills offensive line got their asses kicked. It it's felt bad. like Chris Jones and, that co- and company was in the backfield every play, it felt like. And Josh Spagnola. Spagnola called a, a great game. And Joe, you were you were talking about how you didn't think the Chiefs' defense is, was that good. I don't think it has to be good, but when you're when you're playing with the lead, you play better. And I think here's another thing that we have to really consider that we don't ever talk about. Being there with the experience, you know, the last three years they've been in the championship games, understanding you have a listen, Tyron Matthew is one of the best safeties in the game. He really is. He He's one of the smartest guys, too, out there. Even mm-hmm. his teammates. Do you know he was voted MVP of the Super Bowl last year by his teammates in the in the, in the the Super Bowl? He was voted by the MVP team. by his teammates in the Super Bowl. Tyron Matthew, not Patrick Mahomes. You got Chris Jones. Okay, you have Clark that they traded for him from Seattle a couple years. They have good linebackers. Their secondary played really well. They shut down Stephon Diggs. Up until the fourth quarter, he had like three catches for like 20 yards, Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. What I'll take away from this is the Chiefs' defense is really good, and there. And but here's the, here's the other thing that makes them really good: they have the two best receivers in football. Oh yeah, Travis Kelsey and and, and oh Travis uh, Kelsey. Travis Kelsey probably is. I don't. I, I got to tell you, he's probably one of the best, maybe one of the top two weapons in all of football. I'm including you, everybody. I'm talking running backs, receivers, tight ends. Travis Kelsey is deadly, and you can't cover him. Now, and here's the other thing, the cheetah, all right? When these teams played, and we're not going to talk about it, but when the last time they played Tampa Bay, he had 203 yards in the first quarter, okay? I don't think that's going to happen in the Super Bowl, but his speed is so dynamic. Their speed in general is unbelievable. And what I love about Andy Reid is even after McCall Hardman fumbled the ball, you know what he did? He got him the ball the next possession. Confidence in your players. Here you go. We're going to call you a th- throw you a quick screen for 50 yards, and then we're going to throw you the ball right before him. We're going to get you a touchdown, and your mindset is right back in you. That's what I love about this Chiefs. There's, there is a – like we're – there's nothing going to stop us. We're the, like, like a DJ Cali, we the best. Literally, we are the best. And we're going to just do it every time we go on the field for 60 minutes. And they showed it again because we all talked about it. Joe, you love the Buffalo Bills. You love Josh Allen. This was everybody's, like I said, this was the team people most believed were going to get to the Super Bowl. And we did, I, we talked about it at the beginning of this playoff. Were the Chiefs, with the three weeks off, how were they going to play? And – I guess, well, let's just throw that out of the window because as good as they were for the past two years. And like I said, they go down, they kick the field goal, make it 24-15. Uh, what happens the next play? Let's just dunk it off to Tyree Kill and he goes 70 yards for a huge play. And that's just that's just how quick this offense is 
plain and simple. And it's been like that for the past two years. It's a deadly offense. Hey. It's lethal and it's unstoppable at times. Okay, Patrick Mahomes, you want to know something? He's 25-1 and one in his last 26 games. He's got 43 wins in his last three seasons. He should be going to his third straight Super Bowl if it wasn't for D4 going off sides, okay? This guy is incredible. He is the biggest X factor that the NFL has ever seen, and there's nothing like him. There is no one that we've ever seen like him. Brady's like the still Steph Curry of the NBA. It's like the Steph Curry. Brady is still the GOAT, but this kid is truly incredible. And But it also you have to understand, though, it is the perfect storm. It really is. You have Andy Reid, which is maybe, and I truly believe this, he is the best offensive play caller in football. He really is. His, his plays are dynamic. And when you have a guy like Tyreek Hill, who's the fastest guy on the planet, and Travis Kelsey, who's the second best receiver in football, you can't account for them. You can't account for their speed. They talk about it all the time. You can't account for speed. They are so dynamic. I mean, even the shuffle pass. For the oh, touchdown. I love, I love I mean, that, who does that. That play is I, awesome. I, I mean, love there, it. There is no way coming, but they still can't guard it. Clay, Clyde Taylor Edwards had six rushes for seven yards. It doesn't even matter. You don't even talk about, wow, they didn't really run the football that well. They ran it decently, but not something where they're like, they got to run the football. They are so incredible offensively. They're like, Trev, what we said Golden State three years ago with Kevin Durant and Clay and Curry, where – you could be up 10 nothing and be down 21 by the end of the quarter. Just like this because they go bang three. Boom, boom, hey, boom, boom. hey, a perfect example. Just ask the Houston Texans last year. They, they scored 24 nothing at one point, and then they ended up winning 51-31. We've never, we haven't seen an offense like this in the sense of speed. And I think that's the biggest difference from, from historic teams to a team like the Chiefs. Their speed is – maybe unmatched more than anybody I've ever seen in the game of football. Dude, if Mahomes doesn't week 17, they're 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 15 and 1. They're 15 and 1. I mean, they're, they're because of the Buffalo Raiders. Plain and I mean, simple. Don't let me get credit. The Buffalo Bills are not going anywhere. Oh, they're no. not going anywhere, plain and simple. What? But the Chiefs have become the new Patriots. They are the kings of the AFC, and until you th the throne the king, they ain't getting off. Because right now, it's the Kansas City Chiefs AFC, and it's not going away for quite some time. I think Bill uh, Joe would agree with me. Three things the Bills need to do. One, they need to find a running back, or they need to develop a running game, first and foremost. Yeah. Second yeah. of all, they need to find a pass rusher. Got to go get a pass rusher. If we've noticed anything about NFL when it comes to the playoff, you got to have that dynamic guy that can get pressure on the quarterback when you really need it. Buccaneers did it, and the Chiefs did it to Josh Allen. Develop pressure all day long with Spags and Chris Jones up the middle. All right. And the third thing I really think the Bills need, they need another dynamic receiver, someone else that can, can um that can Compliment, go. Nick's yeah. okay. got shut down, and they really didn't have anyone else to go to. Cole Beasley had a decent game. I don't know if you realize he also had a broken bone in his fibula, and yep. he played the whole postseason. But you, he, Cole Beasley has to be your third weapon. You got to find another dynamic receiver to go with Josh Allen, and then you will be in the AFC Championship game year after year, like the Chiefs, because I don't see the Chiefs going anywhere anytime soon. Nope. Anytime soon. Unless Patrick Mahomes, unless Patrick Mahomes retires after Super Bowl Fifty Five and says, "Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of done with it," then yeah, the Chiefs are not going anywhere. Just plain and simple, the Chiefs are not going anywhere. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who the coach is. If it's like Eric Bieniemy after Andy Reid, and who knows, that could be one of the questions going in after this year. Is Andy Reid going to continue coaching? Dude, Andy Reid ain't going nowhere, bro. He's having more fun than he's probably ever had in his life. You could just see it. Oh, you never know. I mean, you never know. Can't just say, oh, he know. Do you know him? Yeah, I. I mean, right. What? What's? You know what him? is the? What is the fun in that? What? I mean, I can't imagine there's a great deal of fun if you win another Super Bowl. You're not like, well, he's oh, let he's me do a third. I mean, again, to me, if he goes back to back and you've got the enemy on the sideline, there's every reason to just kick it upstairs and be like, I'll be around. You run it. Nope. I'll be the GM. I'll just keep running the team. You be the coach on you the field. He's not going Let me ask you two of these. Um, do you believe these are the two teams that are going to be representing the AFC for quite some time, or is there another team that you would have to say, maybe the Ravens? Or I mean, all depends on where Deshaun Watson. I really do feel like wherever Deshaun Watson goes, if he goes to like the Dolphins or something, uh, are these the two teams that are going to be representing the AFC for the next ten years? 
Yeah, I, I think I think when you throw in Josh Allen and, and Lamar Jackson, I think those are the three teams that you know. Again, I mean, you know, think about uh, Peyton and and uh, some of the guys who Brady, were Brady. You know, that had to, exactly you know uh, Ben being the the other guy that had to basically survive uh, the yeah, Brady. The only era. guy that I think- was Flacco. Only Flacco was the only guy in like between ten years that actually got to a Super Bowl. So Bambo. Joe. Who has the three best quarterbacks in the AFC? It's Lamar, it's Josh Allen, and it's Patrick Mahomes. Now, and I'm not saying Deshaun Watson isn't. I think he could be better than Josh Allen and um, Lamar Jackson. But as long as he's still on Houston, he's going to be discredited because his team is not going to be good enough. Yep. Yep. And and that's plain and simple. And I think people are going to have to start getting used to the Chiefs being in the Super Bowl year after year after oh, year. They're going to become – I don't know. Maybe they won't because I think Patrick Mahomes is so beloved, whereas Brady was always, like, hated. He was, like, that villain type when he was at the Patriots, the whole villain, the Patriots, yep. the evil empire. They were, I like, the dark – they were, they were the dark side. I think I thought Rex Ryan had an awesome statement that he said to Hasselbeck on Sunday NFL Countdown. He said – People didn't go to didn't go to New England because they didn't want to play with Brady. They didn't they go didn't to New England because Belichick. they didn't want to play for Belichick because they didn't want structure. They didn't want all that yeah. discipline. They didn't want the hard nosed guy who doesn't give no credit. People want to go play for Andy Reid because that's, he's yeah, a- and that's why I think they're going to be around for a while, and and that's why because they're going to be the fan favorites. People love oh, Patrick Mahomes. Belichick. People love Andy Reid. They're they're like the nice guys, but they just kick the crap out of you. Andy they're the Reed, nice guys, but they just kick the crap out of you. Damn, you know. He lets his players be who they want to be. You couldn't do what you do in Kansas City for New England. Plain and simple. You couldn't do it. I, I could see that. I could see, definitely see something like that happening. If Andy's like, you know what, pass on the torch. and Because the guy hasn't, got a, hey guy hasn't got a chance to become a head coach. Pass the torch down to him. Keep Andy Reid around. Doesn't have to retire fully. Joe, does Andy Reid look like he's stressful at all? Does he no. look like no? I mean, no. physically, physically he does. <laughs> physically, every movement and every breath he takes looks like it, there's a lot of effort happening there. I love Andy Reid. I don't mean a uh, just to me. You win back to back championships. What what's next? Three, yes. five, ten. Joe, I t- we're gonna save this question for the Super Bowl, but I want to yeah. tell you before you say this, right? Ten years ago, if you told me Andy Reid, what would you say? He's the biggest flop. Great coach can't win the big one. If he so goes to the second Super Bowl in a row, now you start talking to him as a Tom Landry, Tom Coughlin, a Bill Belichick. Now you start putting him in at that elite level. Sure. He's got Patrick Mahomes. Listen, if you're coaching Michael Jordan with Phil Jackson, why are you going anywhere? you got the best player in the world. You just keep having fun and say, hey, just do your thing. I'm going to keep calling plays. Because you know every play you call is going to work. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this before we – And Michael Jordan. He didn't coach. Before we sign off, on a a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for the Super Bowl? On a scale of 1 to 10, I'm asking both of you. What? Chef totally went over my question. Yeah, I know. All right. I'll come back to it. I don't necessarily care about either team. I mean, I think a six is good. It's above average. It's um. What, what would have been higher for you, the Packers Bills? That would have been yeah. No, no, it would have been a six what? as well. I don't know. You got I don't. Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. Okay, yeah. is uh, the greatest football player right now in Patrick Mahomes. You literally have Andy Reid experience. <laughs> you have. JP I'm at a 10. I'm at a 10 for a 10. Let me, let me explain something to you. I'm going to tell you how this is how the Super Bowl is going to happen for me at my house. Let's say we'll the Chiefs. By, we'll be sleeping by seven o'clock. On. Probably that too. The Chiefs, the Chiefs will probably get up early in this game. It'll be like 14 to 6. And I'll be like, come on, Patty. Come on, Patty. And then he'll score again. It'll be 21-6. And I'll be like, come on, Tommy. Bring him back, baby. And Brady will cut and they'll they'll tie. It'll be one of those games where I'll be rooting for the team that doesn't have the ball on the last possession. That's how that's what this game will be for me. I don't care who wins. I don't care who loses. I'll speculate on it from now until the next two weeks. When the game is over, I'll tell you why I think I was right, no matter what happens. <laughs> it ain't gonna make a difference. Um, but as far as do I care, what's my, my excitement level? It's going to be a great game. I mean, I'm sure I'll be very entertained. I just don't care enough 
You know what I mean? On the one hand, I'm like, oh, I'd love to see Brady win. Then one more championship on the way out. But then again, I like the goat and the kid. I've seen that. I think that's pretty brilliant. The literal handing of the torch over to the young guy. There's so many great stories. You sent us an article, Teddy, about all the great storylines. There's so many, but at the end of the day, this is a very red Super Bowl. And you don't, don't like to love the color red. You don't red. like the color red. It's a big it's red wave coming to Tampa, baby. The red wave's coming to Tampa. Red everywhere. There'll be a lot of red. It's gonna bug my my eyes out. Um, I'll 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 enjoy every minute of it. And and I mean, I think you do have the two well, best the teams is, in if, football. If you want to go to the Super Bowl? That's what you want. Ten thousand dollars. So if you want to go? Just let me know. We'll go down. Oh, yeah. Cheapest ticket I saw the other night was $10,000. Joe, Uncle Jerry's right. This would probably be the hottest NFL ticket ever because of the few amount of fans. And you could say you thousand fans. Oh, yeah. Ted, what and was your question you wanted to ask me? This might be the best quarterback matchup we've ever had in the Super Bowl. Yeah. What was your, what was your question, Ted, to me? I, my question – it wasn't a question. I just said to Joe, I said, you know, you guys are talking about Andy Reid like – Andy Reid don't look like he's retired anytime soon, boys. Sorry. He's only 62, by the way. He's not even like real person retirement age, let alone a coach. He, and here's the Is thing. He a senior citizen? You consider that a senior citizen nowadays? 65. 65. Uh, oh, actually, maybe over 60 senior citizen status these days. But we all think of 65 as the retirement age. Not that Americans <laughs> can even really do that anymore. But you're right, Teddy. He's 62. He's He's got a 630 winning percentage. There's no reason for him to stop coaching unless his wife is like, Andy, you've been doing this every year since 1982. How many more championships do you need? Can he's we go going, on a cruise? His son's on staff. All right. He's not going anywhere. He has a great time. And when you have the best player in the world, where, why would you leave? Why would you give up to, to continue your I legacy? Love I love that point. I love that point, D-Way. Oh, I, I didn't. Listen, I didn't mean Brady was going to hand it over as much as I meant Mahomes was going to put his his uh, foot on Brady's throat and yank it out of his out of his hands. Well, Brady uh, won the first two matchups. Mahomes yeah. has won the last two matchups. So we got game five. Peace. Passing and the torch and is what about, I meant. Think about this. The last four matchups of these two guys have been all incredible matchups. Have been great. Yep. And, and what better – I mean, think about the NFL. We talked about this season since September or even before that. COVID year, you literally have Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes, Tampa Bay, the home team representing their home yeah. stadium, Chiefs going for back-to-back -back titles, Brady in his 10th Super Bowl. You couldn't have asked for any better storyline, even better than Green Bay, because it's Tom Brady and Tampa playing in their home stadium. And just everything. You literally have the greatest NFL player of all time, and Tom Brady versus maybe eventually the greatest player of all time in Patrick Mahomes because right now he's the greatest player on in the NFL. It's not even a close second. Don't tell me anyone else because Patrick Mahomes, what he can do as a quarterback because you have the ball in your hand 75% of the time, you dictate the game. Yep. He is the LeBron James of the of the NFL. And and I say that with such cred because wherever LeBron goes, he wins. It doesn't matter. He wins. All in he all. He went to a bad Cleveland team and brought them and brought them to the finals. He went to a bad LA team and got them to a finals. He went to Miami and went to the finals. All he does is win. If you watched him last night, he had 46 points. He had he's incredible. He's still the best player in the NBA. Yeah. It's not even a close second. He's still the best player in the NBA. And Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. And he's young. And this is Listen, if he's going to catch Brady, it starts in two weeks on Sunday. I can't wait for it. I mean, like, go ahead. He'll be 25 no. in two Super Bowls. He'll be in three conference championship games. He'll already have a Super Bowl. Uh, he'll have a regular season MVP. It's His status will be untouched. Oh, it's I, I can't wait. This is a 10, plain and simple. As Billy Bob once said, this is a 10. This is a 10 for me in the Super Bowl. I, a, a 10. I, I give it a 10. Plain and simple. I cannot wait for this Super Bowl, but we're not going to talk about it until next week. There's millions and millions of storylines to talk about this game. You get the GOAT versus the future. 
You get Arians, Andy Reid. You get the two best maybe offenses in the game right now. <laughs> I knew this would happen, Brady. I'm just upset the Bills to cover the spread. <laughs> Joe, you, I, just, a- I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking forward to it all around. I can't wait. They can't come so here's another thing about Mahomes. Trevor know the actual uh, the team he played, but do you realize Mahomes has never lost a game in the NFL by more than by more than single digits? That's just, I mean, think, wow. that's incredible. He hasn't Yo, won a game Yo, by five years. Well. In college, he lost to Iowa State, sixty-six to ten. So five years is the last time that happened. Oh, just shows how great wow. Patrick Mahomes has been since becoming the official quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, and how great that franchise has taken off since he's become the full-time guy. But like I said, it's going to be a hell of a Super Bowl. I can't wait. I can't wait for the halftime show. I love the weekend. It's going to be great. It's in Tampa, I'm right down the street from it. I'll be watching it. 22,000 lucky fans will get to see street, an street historic outside. Super Bowl. A historic Super Bowl. I can't wait. And I'm glad that they're giving all the healthcare workers and giving them chances to go out and be a part of there, too. I'm glad they're doing I stuff. I hate like to that. say this. I saw a Did Pepsi. One more thing? Yeah, I saw a Pepsi commercial over the weekend. I'm sure you've all seen it. Oh, it's like a million times. Uh, where the dude and he pulls up and the guy lo- and he looks. They're all dancing. I, I didn't know that was the weekend. I didn't look like now. I like didn't know guy, that. But... I thought the weekend was a white guy. No, he's a, he's a, he's an African American. Who am I thinking of? I could swear that that everybody's like, oh, it's that weirdo. You're thinking of the weekday. I'm thinking of the what? The weekday, not the weekend. The weekday. Is that another person? No, I'm just kidding around. <laughs> it could be. Jack Yo, before you leave, do you have? A, is there one more thing you'd like to say, or no? We yeah. Why is the Super Bowl halftime show like Leonard Skinnerd or like something cool? Why does it have to be? I don't know who the weekend because, is because we're, 20, because we're in 2021 and we got to make all the little babies happy. So, oh lord, the Rolling Stones are still alive. Don't you want to take advantage of Mick and Keith? They won't be around much longer. I'm not even a big Rolling Stones fan, to be honest. Who would you like to? Oh, I don't even want to know. I don't even want to Me? ask. Your no. answer would be horrible. No, Teddy, who would play Tom Petty. If Tom Petty was still alive, I would say Tom Petty. Or Michael Jackson. I would love that. Do- I, I appreciate that or you knew doors. he was dead, Trevor. I, of course I do. Or, or the Doors. I might be young, but I listen to so, a lot. Of, trust me, you know who my father is. We don't listen to the nonsense music nowadays. Joe, halftime is Joe. Halftime is to go outside to take a little break. <laughs> go inside and go outside to enjoy the cold weather. <laughs> I'm just gonna go outside and enjoy the 80 degrees and palm trees. Greenhouse. So yes. Like I said, yes, we'll talk about it next week. We will have our Super Bowl preview. Later on in the week, we're going to talk about all the quarterbacks, the open market for quarterbacks, and how, boy, oh, boy, where are they going to be going? Stafford, Deshaun Watson, Mitchell Trubisky, just a few of the names, but I cannot wait. We'll get into all of it. Maybe we'll just start talking to baseball because what the hell is going on with Trevor Bauer? Where are these big time? George Springer finally signed. What's going on with baseball? We're right around the corner from it. Might as well start talking about something. We'll have to figure it out because guess what? Football's coming to a close, guys. So, oh, we could talk about the Pro Bowl. <laughs> and Evan Ingram in the Pro Bowl at the Madden. I don't even know how they're going to do that. It's a Madden. It's a virtual, like it's Madden. They're playing the Pro Bowl Madden. I got a feeling Ingram's going to drop his controller late in the game. All right, I'm done. Like I said, today is a special day. So for your loved ones, go hug them. Tell them you love them. Tell them you're thankful for them, plain and simple. Today for me, Ted, Joe, I love you guys. Thank you again. And enjoy the and, – and be safe up there. I heard there's some uh, precipitation coming this way. What does that say? Brady leaves Bucks. What's it actually say? No, I'm only seeing Brady. What's the has, What's the things? See you in Tampa. Yeah. Well, we're going to see you in Tampa Bay. Can't God. wait. Joe gives it a no matter sick. where that guy goes, just good stuff happens. Joe, Joe gives it Damn a sick. Him. Joe, Joe just barely gives it a passing grade for a Super Bowl. I think he'll be back next year again. Joe would have been more excited if Coastal Carolina played Alabama in the national championship this year. That's a solid eight for me. All right. I'm out of here. No, but ladies and gentlemen, we are streaming on all social media platforms, including Twitch at Keys to the City. So comment, share, subscribe, like. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back later in the week. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the city.
the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we're unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday.